0: Alright, welcome to the Got Game podcast. This is going to be an uncut version of the podcast where we talk about anything from gaming topics to anything happening in the gaming scene or world surrounding that. Um, And today we'll be covering the Beyond Light ViDoc that came out today. Um, Some of us are some very large Destiny nerds. have been playing that since ninth grade of high school, so we're considered Destiny veterans among that community. Um but uh today I am your host just Drake and we have our co-host introduce
1: yourselves. I'm Doofin Davin. And
0: we have
2: I'm on um
0: Andre. I don't really have a Astro in the name. That's that's the name. There we go, that yeah. works. So we we are your hosts and today we'll be we'll be talking about the the, the, the online <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> That actually is giving me so-
0: Oh my
2: God. <laughs> Dude,
0: fucking fuck, spider man just comes out of the,
1: comes Dude, out of the. Dude, it's this. the Iron Spider, bro. That genuinely scared me seeing that behind me got, on the camera. We just got interrupted by <laughs> Iron Spider.
2: <laughs> probably go close your door,
1: Devin.
0: Yeah, I have a paper sign that I put on my door that just says "Streaming, please text."
1: Whew. All right, might <laughs> be.
0: Uh, hey, we probably should redo that then. I, I mean, I, I think it's still fine. It's still fine. It's well, the uncut version. Right? Uncut? It, it, it is the uncut version, just going all all deep into the uncut. Except
1: for yeah. that cut right there. I mean, one, look, that's whoa. funny.
0: it's it's too good but for for like the audio version of the podcast you know i just i want it to be more uncut and then if if i do like get around to editing the video portion it'll be more like cut and dry you know and then kind of kind of for the podcast like my ideas for creating this is like to not have like swearing as much because i'm too lazy and don't want to edit it it out you know and just have more chances for kind of the podcast to reach well that's fine I mean, if it if it slips, it slips. Like I I know you guys, but like the I just best. I just want it to be able to be watchable to more audiences. If you kind of get what I'm saying, um, yeah. So so as we're as we're going around, um, Andre and Davin, I I want to get your guys's. If if you had to summarize what you felt about the Vidoc in one word or like a string like a phrase, what would it be, Davin?
1: Um. It's exciting, but, like, slightly worrisome, that's okay. what I'd say. Well,
0: well, we'll come back to that in a minute. I just wanted to get your first impressions. And, uh, Andre? Confusing. Okay. Um, and, and for myself, <laughs> I'd have to go uh, mind-blowing.
1: Okay, okay.
0: All right. So, uh, cool for the first the first part of the sections that I had notes down. And if if Andre or Davin, you have topics that you want to talk about this, um, we can just kind of roll through um, kind of the notes that I had or like things that came up for you guys. Um, but the first kind of note that focus that I had was kind of like the opening part where they're all focusing on like the campaign portion of focusing on journeying to Europa and the story that we're going to get with that with Eris and the drifter and the stranger um, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to like, kind of get your, your guys' opinion of what you think about like uh, the upcoming Beyond Light campaign, focusing on Europa, focusing on these, these hot places that we haven't been before, as well as kind of journeying down that direction.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll let Andre start. <laughs> um, how do you, how do you, how do you think, about? what do you think
0: about how the campaign is going to go?
2: oh um i I honestly i'm kind of really excited for the campaign i think they have planned out a lot of um really good like world elements i.e like europa europa is a re like the amount of thought that they've put into a lot of the elements like the weather like that's cool like that's Mm -hmm. really cool um I'm definitely going to be going and looking for tummy sounds and breast pump noises, but (laughs) you know, Hey, as, as we all are, honestly, it's the creativity that I, that I really like about what it, the creativity and effort they put into um, Europa as a, as a whole and kind of the story of the braids, like, That's what the campaign is about. It's about the story of the Braves. And one of the things that I was really, that I'm really kind of interested for is how they're going to have the stranger interact with the Guardian as like a plot point. Like, Mm -hmm. how does that, like, how does that actually happen? Because you could have it just be like, you know, Petra or you could have it be just like Eris, where they're just quest givers. Mm
1: Mm-hmm that's just
2: boring like i feel like they could be so much more involved kind of like how um osiris was osiris was involved story-wise in like i would say more than eris or petra in those dlcs
0: and osiris we'll we'll talk about him a little bit more later once we get to the topic of the seasonal content because that was definitely in the latter right. half of the
2: right Um, but
0: but, I mean honestly Osiris just doesn't matter like (laughs) (laughs) whatever but uh Davin for for campaign wise being a destiny one veteran since day one and beta how do you how do you feel about seeing the exo stranger back it's
1: dude it's super exciting It's super exciting I want I hope I hope they like they do it good I don't Mm -hmm. want no like, like how i saying, I don't want it to just be like a quest giver. I want to go into the story a lot more. Obviously, it's Destiny, so there's lore, right? Yeah, probably have to read, but <laughs> at least some in game. But I'm, I'm super excited for the campaign itself. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried with the seasonal content along with it. I, I think the, the uh, actual story of Beyond Light will be good, but the like season of the hunt it's it looks promising but i don't want it to like i don't know i feel like it could fall short with the last however many seasons we've had yeah just not being that great
0: okay and yeah kind of um the next next plot point i have um or if andre you want to interject with the next thing that really stood out to you past the campaign um but i i had my next point is um the new how the new light experience is changing because that was a big thing that they kind of brought up was with the Cosmodrome and was it Sean what was his name Sean, Sean Han. or Han Sean Han, <laughs> Han Sean <laughs> <laughs> Han Han. but like the with them making Destiny 2 free to play is that they had a very not so straightforward beyond light like new player experience But the fact that they're changing how the base game is for new players, I feel like will will definitely open the door for more people to want to hop in based on like a good solid starting point like we had. How they're redoing the starting point like we had in Destiny 1 where you're waking up on Earth in old Russia and you see the giant massive wall that used to be protecting the old city. I feel like having that be the main set piece for Beyond Light is, like, really important for the new players and exciting for me. I mean, as everybody coming back, we'll get to play that, all of those missions as well, um, which is which yeah. is really exciting. And I'm excited to see Cosmodrome again. I mean, that's literally my one of my favorite destinations from Destiny 1 was the Playlands and the Cosmodrome and repeating that strike boss over and over again because you get a killer in the one hallway right before you mm-hmm. finish that strike. And Davin knows what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. To try and... <laughs> <Yeah. out. laughs> One of the things with Destiny 2 that I think
2: they've been kind of plagued with pre, um, like pre Forsaken and, oh no, 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 pre Shadow Forsaken. Yeah. Pre Forsaken and post Forsaken is just because Forsaken was when, you know, they moved over to um, Steam and they did all this other cool stuff and whatnot. And they did, wait, was that Forsaken? Did they move over to Steam and Forsaken? Steam was Shadow. Shadow, yeah,
1: Cliff.
2: yeah, well, yeah, 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 okay. Um, and then they changed a lot of their models, um, pre that and post that, all of that. Um, they just haven't been able to bring in a lot of new players. Like, it's either people that you know, you know, someone that is a Destiny 2 player, you don't just pick it up because you saw an ad yeah. or because. You know, oh, this looks like a cool game. No, you know someone that plays it. You don't just play it by yourself. Or they get it and, on Game
0: Pass now. I mean,
2: all the expansions are included. Yeah, yeah, and even though it's free, like, you can download it for free and play it, but most of the time, people are just going to fall off within the first couple weeks, kind of like Genshin Impact. <laughs> it's I just, got
1: that... It's too open. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I just on. fell off with Genshin. Yeah. I fell off with most other games of that sense. But yeah.
0: So I just I things? just want to put the put the ball in your guys' court before we kind of jump down. Like my set of points. Like what's what was the next big thing that stuck out to you for for both of you? We'll go to Beyond. each person and then I can jump back to one of my points.
1: You have one, Devin? Because mine's just a joke. in general, like the big, like yes. I mean, if, if there's if there's a point that like
0: stood out to you past what we've already talked about, like campaign and like the new light experience, like
1: what was the next biggest thing that really like pulled you in? Um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with the obviously the new player experience it. They've got to be able to bring people in and teach them how destiny works, which they haven't really had. Um, So I, I hope that's good that there needs to be, by the way. In the cosmodrome, the the loot cave. Yes, the loot cave and Easter egg. <laughs> the Raul voice line. We need
0: that. Um, A thousand deaths will not satisfy me.
1: I hope that's in there. But I mean, no, I'm just I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see old stuff come back. As long as they've they've got that new twist, which I think they do with um the whole Aldrensov mm-hmm. uh cosmodrome stuff going on. So. That's that's one of the main things that stood out to me with all that Cosmodrome stuff coming back. But
2: we do know Sean Han Han Sean <laughs> is not Aldrin, so not Aldrin.
0: It's not Aldrin. Exactly. That was one of the Dang. things I was super confused about. But I'm I'm glad yeah. that they're fleshing it out more as the crow. I mean, even with the uh, the pictures of the new triumphs page, is that one of those symbols was Aldrin's symbol that's on his chess piece. And that yeah. they're they're fleshing him out more as an individual and not just as like a Cosmodrome mission or two and then that's all that we see from him for a while.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I there's two things for the campaign that I was thinking of. <laughs> um one, which is kind of just a joke, but it's kinda like real, is
0: B is yeah, Yo. Wild. Hey, you're you're in a you're in a podcast right now, my guy.
2: I am. Can I join?
0: my
2: ES webcam utility. Uh
0: huh. Um, you sure you can join. Yeah. I mean, if if you've got some opinions about if you've watched the uh, uh, Beyond Light Vidoc. I
1: haven't, but I'll listen. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
2: okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. One of the things that I was going to say about beyond light specifically the campaign is it's literally just doom (laughs) like if we think about it it's just the story of doom like it is the story of doom (laughs) like Like, in in what ways so uh human technology meddling with like all of these cosmic powers and whatnot and then transforming them into like you know Like mechanical bodies and stuff like that. I mean, that's literally the antagonist of Doom. Yep. Like, <laughs> it's just really funny. Like you, you've got, you've got, um, oh gosh, freaking uh, Bray, what's his name? Big Bray guy, Clovis, Clovis, Clovis Bray. Yeah, literally the same guy as the antagonist in, um, in Doom as well. <laughs> I just yeah. thought it was funny that that's how it played out, but I was like, "Huh. I wonder if there is some sort of
0: I'm not I'm not sure if you took a peek at, at the uh, Destiny lore subreddit this past week, Andre, but the lore that's been coming out um from the collectors edition is mm. that Yeah, I've been looking at the yeah, collectors edition, it's that Clovis so. Bray is going to be somewhere in the DLC because he's because yeah. he's an Exo. Mhm. Well, I thought he wasn't an Exo yet. I thought he was
1: he might I, not be the, the way know. that
0: i read it is that he had a run in with the darkness and he died and then imprinted himself in an exo oh okay that makes sense um and then the second thing that i was thinking about was
2: will aramis end up being the be the raid boss or will she just be like Aldrin in uh in forsaken like you know during the during the campaign is that it
0: I is there Ar- I, I don't when we in the I don't think we're gonna kill Aramis. I think after there's think gonna we'll be some friends with Aramis, yes, okay, in some ways near Why? the end of the campaign, just like the, some of the ways that I thought they were framing the trailers is that she was gonna be an n p c at some point during the game that we were gonna have to talk and interact with, but. From the way that they're framing the marketing on their campaign is that we have to take out her lieutenants in her army. There's three of them that we're going to have to take out in order to like meet her or face her in some way. But I, uh, the yeah. way that I've been thinking about it is that, that whatever shard that she has to control the darkness is that when mm-hmm. we kill her at the final end, it's going to resurrect her. And mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to find out that in the darkness in some ways they can resurrect like they can with a light and the ghost can
2: interesting huh okay oh. yeah i mean i definitely think that she's the antagonist for the story like 100 percent. i'm
0: excited dude having a the first the first female fallen enemy that we've had in destiny yeah
2: but like who cares <laughs> it's just a <laughs> hot
1: take hot take no um I, it is. It's weird that it's super similar. Wow, <laughs> that's weird. Super similar to the uh, Forsaken like model. Like you've got, yeah. you got the bad B Aldrin right. You got his uh, his barons. I don't even remember what they were called. The barons. They're actually called the barons. Okay, the, yeah. The you Got barons. his barons. You're killing all them, and then you get to him, right? And if it's, I mean, it could be good. I hope they. If it is that way. I just hope they have, like, the the Dreaming City, like, taken, like, secret and have that be, like, the Clovis so extra one, section one of the, to the campaign. One of the
0: things with that is there is an area already that we found out through the collector's edition. Um, but what Clovis Bray did to create the Exos is they used the Radiolarm fluid that creates the Vex, the Vex milk. He found a way the darkness taught him how to make an exo frame is vex technology to someone watched the myelin video hi yeah it's me but he he <laughs> tuned the radiolarm fluid to be able to hold a human imprint inside of a vex body which is what the exos are and to do that somewhere in europa is a portal to the homeworld of the vex that we are going to potentially go to
1: yes that's that's super exciting it makes me like I get mad, forsaken, like secret, like weird shit going on, and you
0: yeah. got to figure it out. And like, there's there's gonna be some weird stuff with the Vex because they're there for a reason, and they're there for, they're gonna be there for a reason inside of the raid. Also, new Vex Pog, new Vex Pog, <laughs> new oh, Fallen Pog. In is that Vex is Vex
1: milk? That's what I want. That's literally, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Vex Pog. New Vex, Pog. Uh,
0: and if like you it. if you didn't notice, they've got new fallen. Um, because some of the big enemies now, the ogres are mini insurrection prime from the uh, scores of the past. The rare. Uh-huh. It's exciting. Yeah. So the the next that point, point
2: that oh da- hold on, Daniel Vex milk is just that stuff the the white stuff that comes out of Vex when you kill him.
1: I once is what I'm saying. <laughs>
2: They need, oh, do, they need to do.
1: They needed to something on the Bungie website where they sell Vex. <laughs> have it be a meme in the community. They, Dude, that, that would be in, really in funny. In either? the in the, uh,
0: in the Destiny cookbook, you can I think you can make Vex milk because they they have it. They have a Destiny cookbook on this on the store. Dude,
1: we I need, need to make Vex milk. That would be incredible. Yes. Hmm. Right, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> okay, have, a, have a great podcast, you guys. <laughs> Bye. So the the
0: next the next big point that I had on here, um, that was kind of like in step, um, with kind of the order of everything, um, was this the seasonal content kind of towards towards the end of the, um, vidoc with, of course, the reveal with Aldrin and kind of how that that might play out. Um, so I just wanted to kind of get your guys' opinion on what you think what you how you feel about older and being put as seasonal content. That's and, fine. I and, think that's good. Okay.
2: I think it was bound to happen at some point, whether it was like in the release of um uh the DLC, like the beginning. um beyond light literally just beyond light that entire word just went went out of my head um whether it was in the beginning of beyond light or in one of the next seasons or one of the next dlcs or years i think it was eventually gonna happen so Mm
0: -hmm.
2: why not why not put it in one of the seasons i think that's good and it kind of it's different from the seasons that we've had in the past where it's like it's a tiny bit of content like for sh- Shadowkeep it was oh yeah you get vex now on the moon
1: Yeah yeah that's it
0: <laughs> That's literally it
2: And it's like oh okay well, It was we it was also us, us
0: going back to the Black Garden too it wasn't just like that whole thing with the seasonal content um, Yeah but the I mean the Black Garden was the raid so, I mean,
2: they could have done more. The only thing that we got else in the Black Garden was the the event mm-hmm. that you or the yeah the event that you do, and then you go into the black garden and you do the you vex kill offensive. a big minotaur, yeah, vex
0: offensive, you kill yeah. a minotaur, and that's it like, that's all you do and one of one of the big points that one of the guys highlighted in the video was that. Beyond Light in this seasonal content is chapter one for the next story of Destiny and will be finished within year four throughout the next seasons leading up to um, Witch Queen. And so Mm. with this being chapter one and us getting revealed older and us now, as we saw in there, was Zavala's alliance with the Red Legion is that they have to find a way to fight the the pyramid ships in the darkness and that that's coming now. Mm. I think it's it's going to be really cool to see that play out, is, like, of course, the the Anon of the Nine for those leaked posts from months and months ago was that we were going to be allied with the Cabal and the Fallen eventually, which we kind of are, as we'll see with Variks as being one of the other NPCs that we interact with, that I want to rip his eyes out because he, he <laughs> killed my boy, Cade6. <laughs> Screw you, Variks. Yeah,
2: I just want to see, More like... Fulker. Honestly, just want to see what's gonna happen with a uh, big man, Cabal, dude. Yes, it doesn't have a body anymore.
0: Big chilling,
1: <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I oh, go know. ahead. It's it's weird because I hope like uh, how did they? Wasn't the start of Shadowkeep seasonal content, the Vex Offensive, season yep. of Undying, and then straight from there, didn't it go to uh the uh, sundial. Uh, Saint 14, yeah, it was sundial. Sundial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I it's just weird because it it seemed like the whole story just it was like the seasonal content and then it was like a whole new thing. And then a whole new thing. And then a whole new thing and nothing really so one like tied up. One thing
0: about that is the one of the ways that they're trying to fix that seasonal content that they, they had in the, the blog post for today that I wanted to talk to you guys and get your first reactions here, is they're trying to avoid FOMO and everything from story to activities um, will be staying season through season. So the, the hive monoliths aren't going to go away after the season's over. That that activity is staying and it's going to be That's moving awesome. forward throughout the seasons. And every... Every piece of armor and guns that you'll be obtained that specifically from this season, you'll be able to earn all the way up until the end of year four. I don't know if I agree with all of that, but that's awesome. It's it's a step to kind of fix what they've that we've had terrible experiences because like Season of the Worthy, that season was terrible and I didn't want to play it at all, but there's still things like I never got the 7th the hand cannon, which is now one of the best 180s that you can get if you had it rolled right, but you cannot get it anymore because it's mm-hmm. you won't you there's no activity that grants you that weapon. And even with the yeah. we, even with the Umbral M-grams, you can't get that specific 7th Seraph gun. You can only get the shotgun and the SMG. But just like mm-hmm. having having the chance to give players more if they skip out on a season, I think is a step in the right direction. Um, and I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to get your guys's opinions on that. Do you want to go Devin? I know you
2: feel about this one
0: because you you, <laughs> you have, you have a bone to pick when it comes to
1: that seasonal content. All right. According to people, I have FOMO. Hey, <laughs> hold on. I, I, I didn't have flashbacks when he said FOMO.
2: I didn't have flashbacks. It, it says it in I the have...
0: blog post. They specifically
1: label FOMO in that blog post too, which is why I wrote it down. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, with the seasonal content, like, some of the seasonal content was, like, good, it was okay, but, at least for me, most of it was just, like, super uninteresting, not really replayable, because there's no, I don't know, there wasn't anything, like, story-wise linked to it, Mm -hmm. so, what I hope that they do, like, obviously they're going to, did they say if it's gonna last for, like, the whole year? Until the next big drop, like until, all the seasons content. yeah
0: It'll it'll be up until okay. the next big drop, which will be Witch Queen next fall. This time,
1: okay, okay. So with that, I hope that they just they tie it together better and have like a coherent seasonal progression up until Witch Queen, mm-hmm. because the last four seasons have just been like really big one offs. Yeah, and mm-hmm. haven't really nothing's happened <laughs> it started Whoa. like four different things the one thing i, I would say
2: about them is that there, they weren't even really big one-offs they were like really small one-offs that really mm-hmm. didn't leave you with anything to like anything fulfilling or anything that was like oh yeah that was really good except for i would say the um the times of court or the corridors of time for that the return puzzle, of Fourteen. Um that puzzle was amazing,
0: yes but finally finally completing that, the lore really finally completing the lore for the perfect paradox so we yeah, we finally that get that solved
2: really nice. also yeah. can we can we get the sixteenth wish is that what or fifteenth yo fifteenth
1: <laughs> hello
0: I don't know there's nothing I know it's yet. actually anyways uh, control. <laughs> Bungee troll straight. All right, um, so Andre, if we want to take a note from your list or Davin, if you want, to, if you had something you want to talk about, um, I've I've kind of at the end of my list, and then before we close, just eventually we'll do kind of like a a pro beyond light, I like a pro list and like an anti beyond light list of some of the stuff that we're really excited for, and then some of the stuff that we're kind of cautious about um before we close but like the next Mm -hmm. thing after we talk about some points from you guys is i'll just go over the roadmap that i'm not sure if either of you guys have said but they have released the full roadmap for detailing Mm. what's coming up and i can go through that in a minute um after you guys kind of want to go through some of the points that you guys were um, interested in or stuff that stood out to you cool um i put
2: uldren pog (laughs) (laughs) Pog. yeah um one of the things that i was going to talk about Uh, I was going to go back to kind of the, just, this wasn't really, like, um, this doesn't really have anything to do with campaign. Well, maybe we can talk about it later. Um, this might, this might go into it, but, um, what I was going to say is, like, I feel like stasis is just a problem to, or is just a fix to a problem that Destiny has always had, which is not having CC. Like, there's no crowd control. There's no stuns. There's no. There's no way to slow people down really, except, um, uh, smoke bomb. Like that's it. Cosmic like, that's, ice. That's, yeah. Now you get cosmic ice that has rumble noises from tummies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I just I feel like I'm glad they're doing it.
0: It's just. What six years late? Right, it's late. I mean, <laughs> it's with, really late. With Taken King, we had to wait three years before we got a new. Oh no, subclass. I know. Like it's been I know. a fat
2: minute. I know, and it's just it. It's just kind of weird that they're so apprehensive to add new, like powers, like. I don't know, like, yeah. I go back and I look at, like, World of Warcraft, and I'm like, oh, they're putting out a new subclass, like,
0: every single DLC drop. hmm Like, so. So, about being... that as well is, they, they showed in the trailer, and opening it up for the Door to New Possibilities is when you, when he clicked on the, there was a section called Light Subclasses and Dark Subclasses. And yeah so, so i'm assuming we're like, getting more we're probably going to get is. more but it's going to take another year Yeah,
2: which would be cool um <laughs> one of the other things that i was going to say is zivu dead question mark hello plot hole yeah. <laughs> Z- <Zivu laughs> what is going on that's a that's a huge
0: plot wasn't hole. wasn't um she beheaded by oryx inside of her own throne world so that he could gain her powers Yes. Yeah, that's she's, what I, that's what I thought. She's that's why I was Dead, confused. dead. Uh huh. She is dead, dead. <laughs> I, I mean,
2: I don't know what else I'll, you can say I'll about know, it. Man. That's a huge plot hole. That they're gonna just—they're just gonna de- Deus ex machina it. They're just gonna give her the hand of God. Well, say, there's, there's, no, oh, no,
0: she wasn't dead. There's got to be some reason. They, <laughs> I mean, they did the same thing with Noctis. Is that when he died? Yeah. Is that Sabathun goes? I see your soul floating here trying to move to the well, other world and go, Na- and just steals him. Nocris had already, Nokris was already trying
2: to revive himself. So he was already in process. Mm-hmm. He was already to the point of, yeah, I'm about to get a new body and get revived.
0: But um, then he made the deal with Savathun in exchange for resurrection, um, for trading yeah. out their their magics between each other for the necromancy that uh not always yeah yeah yep
2: yeah I mean it was really just in that whole bargain it was really just um if I remember correctly Sabathun kind of strong arming Nokris into like him being on her side because he didn't necessarily want to be on her side he wanted to be his own worm god basically Mm -hmm. like that was his intention is through sacrifice through basically, we gave him the opportunity to become his own worm god by killing him. Like he he was going to get some sort of power after he was resurrected through himself. Yeah. I, I think that's what was gonna happen. But back to Zivu, I, I just I mean, we don't really know enough about that whole situation to say, like, oh yeah. No, She's a hundred percent dead. Which, I mean, when you say it in the lore,
1: oh, oh, that confused me bad. Andre froze. He, he'll come back. <laughs> I was like, pause. Oh, Am I still there, we no, okay, you're, there we go. you're back.
2: Okay. When when Oryx. Like when it says that Oryx like killed someone in their throne world, like we killed Oryx in her throne world Mm -hmm. or his on the dreadnought because he turned it on the dreadnought. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. Then it should. I mean, it should be the same for both. So maybe it's at the point where she's a gun and we go get a Zivu gun? Question mark. I don't know. Maybe. But it's just – it's really confusing and not helpful to say that Zivu is back
1: without yeah. – like, that's just <laughs> – A reason to show how or why. Yeah. It's kind of like the uh, – there's these three Red Legion scions and they decided to crash a ship. Oh, the Red oh, wow. Legion. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, Red that Legion was got, got spanked. We spanked them. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Who are these they're, three? They're why? still running what?
0: and kicking. As, that or was like, like the, that was the most annoying thing about the whole sundial DLC was those three scions. It was so stupid, and then one of them, yeah. one of them lived, and now the Almighty's crashing into Earth. Yeah, yeah. or like a freaking raid layer. You know when we go and kill uh
2: the big the big dude in Callis's uh yeah room. It's like what <laughs> we, I mean <laughs> Kalis do, in the raid. Callus does give a very cool illustration for the Red Red Legion is basically the Red Legion doesn't even with uh Gaul, Red Legion wasn't really united by like they were united by Gaul, but they weren't attached to Gaul. Like they, they mm-hmm. had no loyalty specifically to Gaul. Kind of like the opposite, Callus's attendants are wholeheartedly loyal to Callus. Like that is it. Hmm they uh, they're only loyal to Callus. Um but all of the different factions that are within the Red Legion, they don't care about each other. They just care about Um sorry I was going to use word. bad <laughs> word.
1: Bad um, <laughs> word. they just
2: care about conquering um the universe. Like that's it. Yeah. That's all they care about. And They'll do it through any means necessary, even if Gaul dies. Like, he calls that, you cut off one, you cut off one head, another will grow back. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, he uses that analogy for, um, the Red Legion, which I thought was very interesting, which is why they come back and is also a, a aid on a plot hole.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. we'll have to learn throughout this this season of like now that the Red Legion's goal is survival because the darkness is conquering everything and there's nothing that they can do. Because if you if you watched, I was watching Bife's video early today, but like his, he was talking you. about, <laughs> he was talking about the motive of the Red Legion. Now is their their main strongholds were on Mercury and Io and what was the other Nessus? Is that those Since those planets are starting to go away because of the darkness, the Red Legion doesn't have anywhere to turn to, and so now they turn to us because they are they're getting conquered, and so we'll Mm -hmm. we're gonna have to learn why, um, they turn to us and why they turned to Savala because in in that shot specifically, Bif was pointing out is that the in the background they're on a Cabal ship, they're not on any planet.
2: Oh, interesting! Is that in the vidoc today?
0: Yeah, that's in the vidoc. Is that Osiris is in the background and Zavall is chilling with those Red Legion commanders, and they're talking about the darkness. Mm.
1: And that's so, interesting.
0: So with with the DLC and with the seasonal content, is we're gonna we're gonna have to f- figure out how to combat the darkness, which is probably gonna be part of the campaign. But Osiris specifically is gonna be combating Zivu Arath and combating the Hive Monoliths that have popped up throughout the galaxy
1: mm-hmm,
0: yeah, cool, Devin, did you have any points that kind of stuck out to you? we got and gave Andrea to talk about that, and then um, we'll kind of give you a chance and then i'll I can go over the kind of the seasonal content and kind of give you like a first first hand reaction of what you think about some of the stuff that's coming um and then we we'll, we can move to kind of like the pros and cons before we close.
1: um no, i just I just wrap up my point on. Hopefully the second time around Bungie can make it smooth storytelling throughout the seasons. That'll be that'll be the main point for me that I hope they hit. I mean, you and I being a Destiny 1 veteran and
0: knowing how jagged the story was throughout Destiny 1 <laughs> is that hopefully with the Destiny content vault and some of the things that they're bringing back from D1 is that we'll we'll get conclusions to certain things that we didn't when those destinations didn't come back in Destiny 2. Yeah. I mean
1: Man, yeah, like The Vault of Glass. The
0: Vault of glass is coming back.
1: Yes. Breathe. Yeah, There's got to be some stuff with like that dude. There's got to get some well, more. I mean,
2: especially with all, well, the Vault of Glass was it it was time travel, right? The Vault of Glass was specifically for time travel. If I remember
0: correctly. Like you would honestly, go into it. Honestly, to- I, I I can't I can't remember. It's been so long, Damn, and, dude. It's for too and long. A non Destiny one, oh, on my my lore.
1: Rest, I'm well,
0: the, the hard the hard thing <laughs> about Destiny One lore is that you you had to play the game, find every single Grimoire card, and then go to the website and read the ones that you had unlocked. It took another level of dedication to find out what that meant from D One, or you just you know watch Mylan or Bif.
1: Yeah. I honestly yeah, yeah, couldn't believe yeah, really
2: you yeah. though. The uh, the vault of glass is specifically for time travel because if you remember that one guy, I forget. There's a, there's a whole like lore video on him, like or lore the guardian? section. No no no. Um, Next dude. No no, no. there's it, it's a it's a not the guardian it's a. It is a guardian, but it's not us. Um, and it's the reason we get no time to explain. Right?
1: I think it's I think it is it's, Praetith. It's, yeah. It is it is Praetith.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you you were you mentioned it.
0: Yeah, Predeth.
1: Mm-hmm. So Praetith, like
0: Praetith is very important to the lore of the Vault of Glass. So if right. that comes back, Glass, we could get some of that wrapped up.
2: Yeah, and the Vault of Glass is just it is a time travel machine. If I. Yeah, because in Pradeth going into the Vault of Glass, like there's now like 12 of him because he messed up some. He went a weird path and, you know, now he's still alive.
0: And that to o- this point. the only way he could tell people what was happening to him is by taking off pieces of his armor and throwing it into the time stream until we found it.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: I'm yep. excited for that. But that, that won't come. It'll come out sometime during year four, but they, it's not coming out with Beyond Light this November. Which, like, it's fine, but like, now that we know the extent of how much the Destiny content vault will cover, because, like they've said before, is nothing, everything in Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 has potential to come back if it gets removed. So completely revamped up dep- at Destinations... Um, completely revamped stories for those areas and stuff that we will be returning to which is very exciting as like a destiny one veteran seeing some of that come back is very very thrilling and to see that the first step is the cosmodrome because that was like the big thing with the base destiny one expansion is you spent so much time in the cosmodrome before you jumped to a different planet
2: Mm-hmm. And then you spent Do You guys remember,
0: uh, Then you spent so much time on the moon before you jumped to Mars.
2: Yeah. Do you guys remember Destiny 2's uh, E3 back in like 2013 or 14 where they said, yeah, you see all those buildings, you'll be able to go into all of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the only thing I think of when I think of the Cosmodrome being lied to. I
2: was like, come on. Like, okay.
0: All right, Davin, so if if your point's all wrapped up, um, I can start reading going through like the uh, the calendar per se and get your first hand reaction. Same thing with Andre. Because I've I've definitely yeah. already gone through it. Um so just what we've got on here. Um I can't really show this since this will be an audio podcast. So I'll kind of read through it. But launch day, what we're getting is the Beyond Light campaign, the Stasis unlocks the Salvation's Grip exotic, and the Grenade Launchers quest. Two things that we get when the um ex- when on launch day on the on the tenth for Grenade
2: Launchers quest.
0: It just said it just says Grenade Launcher Quest is all it shows. I think it's
1: the Stasis one.
0: Yeah. Oh that they yeah, yeah, dry. that would make sense. Then what's free to all players is Europa, Cosmodrome, seasonal armor. And exotic weapon a new strike added to the playlist new lost sectors um, 100 plus seasonal ranks new artifact mods new triumphs shaders emblems iron banner and the dawning and then when we look at the season of the hunt content on the 10th we get the seasonal artifact and the reward track unlocks the empire hunts begin um, which it says it's part of the Oh, no, that's a part of the campaign for the Empire Hunts, which I think is us hunting down her lieutenants. Um, And then the the Glassway strike opens, which is a sh- new strike being added from uh, Europa exclusively and not from the Cosmodrome, because they're adding they're adding, I think, one or two strikes. They're adding the Saber strike, the one where we loot uh the fail or uh, Rasputin's vault They're bringing back the saber strike as well as that strike where we kill that screaming hive witch. And I can't remember what her name was. Omnigol? Omnigol. Play the clip. Hear that scream. And then when November 10th launches from, it says December 12th is we're going to be able to uncover Europa's secrets. The On the 13th, it specifically says that Adept weapons are getting added to Trials within that first weekend. So, Andre, I don't know if you've read that blog post, but they're adding Adept weapons for going Flawless in Trials like they had in Destiny 1. And the Flawless weapons will have an extra mod slot for Adept-exclusive mods, as well as an Adept-exclusive shader, which is only going to be able to be applied to the Adept Flawless guns.
2: Okay, so... My question is, is the Adept mod something that only works in whatever field that you get that Adept in? So, like, let's say... Oh, it's Trials of Osiris.
0: Adept weapons are only for Trials.
2: No, no, no. I mean, like, does that mod only pertain to working inside Trials? Like, for example the Osiris, uh, or not Osiris, the, uh, the Callus Raid mods.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, those were only things that you could use on those
0: specific armor pieces for that raid. Like, you couldn't use them on any the, other raid. The Adept mod slot only applies to Trials weapons. If, when you get, like, it, right? like, when you, when you, I know that. It'll say, like, question mark, in quotations, like, Adept, blah, 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 like, Adept Summoner and then it'll have an extra mod slot just for adept mods. And then every time right. you go to the lighthouse, you'll get a chance to drop a adept mod as well as an adept gun and an adept shader.
2: Right, right. Like I was saying, my, my only question is that is that mod, does that mod only apply while playing Trials? No, like no,
1: no. <laughs> okay. That's but yeah, I, I I see how that can be confusing. I'm pretty sure knowing Bungie, unless he just got sicko, it's like you're pretty much using it for trials. Like the adept mods would be like, okay, this is good for trials. Yeah. I mean, they they gave two examples
0: in that TWAB specifically, which I don't have pulled up at the moment, Um, but they're they're based for just boosting like handling and range for those adept guns as well as you're going to have a regular mod slot, you're going to have a Masterwork, and then an Adept mod slot. So you'll be able to choose only on those Adept weapons. And that then f- for the on November 17th is when the seasonal content starts. So we have an entire week of playing the campaign and exploring Europa before any of the seasonal story ever begins. And so that'll start on the 17th as well as the the Wrath's born hunts begin. So those monoliths that pop out throughout the system, they'll they'll be starting on the 17th, and not right as way when the DLC drops. And then on the 21st, so two weeks after the DLC drops is when the Deepstone Crypt will unlock on that Saturday at 9 a.m. So giving people a chance to do the raid. Oh, Andre froze again. <laughs> yeah. And they'll you'll be able to ra- launch that raid. Hello, am I back? Yeah, Hello? you're back. We we okay. got, we got you back. And wait,
2: so, wait, wait.
0: so when do we get
2: when do we get Deepstone Crypt raid?
0: Deepstone Crypt comes two weeks after the DLC comes out on the twenty first, which is a Saturday at nine a.m. for everybody for the world's first. It starts on a Saturday this time.
2: Oh, so they're they're going back to
0: mm-hmm. forsaken, and then so we're gonna have to um, get it done by. Tuesday. Well, there, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. I think if I read that TWAB right, we'll have to go back and double check, is that you'll be able to earn the jacket up to two weeks. So it won't be just tied to one week. Oh, that's stupid.
1: Well, I think it's just not the, the very next reset, but the one after that. Yeah. So, it's like, so
0: it's like a week in a
1: ten quarter. Days, nine days. Yeah.
0: Okay. Because they, like, they wouldn't want to give you like three, legit- days, three days until reset to get the jacket, you know? Yeah, they did that once and they almost didn't have anyone get it that was for scour- <laughs> that was for scourge of the past cuz like barely anybody got that no no, jacket. no forsaken oh forsaken almost no there was one team
2: that got the jacket if i if i remember correctly for one team
1: it, yeah dude that raid was crazy <laughs> mad
0: <laughs> yeah. hard mad and then on december 8th is when the first iron banner will begin so almost three weeks after the DLC launches and then from de- from December 15th to January 5th is when we'll have the dawning event and it has a cool new picture. Um, so what we'll be looking forward to that. And then it just says and more. So we'll find out more if stuff comes up. And then at the bottom at the bottom is the interesting section as it says new exotic weapons and armor. The first one listed. I know Davin's excited about this is Hawkmoon.
1: Yeah, Hawk, oh, do you not know in the one, yes. <laughs> Is
0: listed Hawkmoon. Then it says Cloud Strike, um, which I think is that sniper with the giant electric, the ice rod in it. Mm. Um yes. No time to explain. Um, duality, Salvation's Grip, the Lament, the Icefall Mantle, the, the Lament, ma- <laughs> the <Sorry about> <laughs> the Mask of Backris the athiers embrace the dawn chorus the necrotic grip and the precious scars are all the exotics listed at the at the end of the page
2: Have dude i will all... say hold on necrotic grip and the teleport look sick those yes. two exotics look Indeed. absolutely sick i am st- i think necrotic grip is probably one of the coolest like mechanics wise exotics they've added in a long time Mm -hmm. like adding that it adds a new mechanic into the game and it's literally just
0: for warlocks
2: yeah it's burning melee but it goes to other like it spreads
0: yeah it infects infects everybody else in that area Yo, dude
2: so cool that is such a like adding poison into the game is such a win like in general, because we don't have anything like poison thorn. except for thorn and um, middle tree night stalker mm. Mm. with the
1: bomb. Yeah. The snare with, bomb. with the bomb. S- the yep. Snare.
2: And when you get when you hit someone with a bomb, you get a 50 percent increase, right? Um, 50 percent or
1: damage increase. Oh, for the exotic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, it's just like,
1: bruh.
0: And I mean, some of the stuff that's been it's been hinted in the lore too is I really am waiting for Touch of Malice to come back because they've mentioned it in the <laughs> Destiny Two lore, and that was one of the guns from Taken King that was the raid exotic. Was that was, a was sick touch guy. was Touch of Malice?
2: Oh yeah, that was
0: that was literally that was the gun uh, you could shoot forever because it stole. That's your Oryx. Yeah yeah, that's yeah that is literally oryx orcs orcs the gun <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be that'd be a sick one that I'd I'd be fine coming back because I never actually got it in destiny one because I mm. uh nobody would ever finish the taken king raid <laughs> with me which is still one of the raids that I've never finished dang well Dude. let's hope it comes back taken King and taken King and wrath of the machine are the two raids I've never finished in destiny one you plug wow. your Xbox in, Davin. I'll plug it in. We have to. We, I've we have never, to. I've it's never so beat fun. those. Those are the only raids I've played. So much of Destiny One, being a veteran from the Dark Below, that I've, I've never beaten those two raids. Dude, I was trying to think if there's any
2: raids that I haven't done in Destiny Two, but I think I've done all of them.
1: I think Davin, I think you and I have done all of them together. Yeah. We well wasn't the last one the Spire. We just never did it? No, no, we did it a long time ago. We did? Who was it that yeah. hadn't done it recently? I someone. haven't.
0: Break. Spire you still haven't done- Spire is the only raid in D2 that I haven't done.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's the it's He's the fine. one that I
0: kind of refuse because I just I hate that final boss. Because literally because of it. Damien. Because he ruined that whole experience <laughs> okay. for all of us. Gavin, if you remember when we did
2: it We finished it with that guy that just Mm -hmm. that guy. Oh, no, he left. He left that guy. And then we finally beat it.
0: And then we finally beat it. Oh, man, that was
2: never be that guy.
0: Never be that guy. Never be that guy is the advice for tonight. (laughs) Yeah, don't be that guy. (laughs) All right. So before we before I wrap up the show, I just want to kind of go around and say the the pro like your your good thing for Beyond Light and the one thing you're kind of not excited for for Beyond Light. Like your your biggest your biggest plus and your biggest minus for Beyond Light.
1: Hmm. I'll go. I'll go. Biggest plus has gotta be the subclass. It's been needed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Badly. So that's a big plus. Add a bunch more variety to the game. And even even with old content, it'll make it that much more interesting. Mm-hmm. And then oh, I can't really, I don't know. I don't know. It, none of my things are cons yet. It's just a matter yeah. of hopefully Bungie has learned from their mistakes. Because so far, I just don't know if they have. <laughs> yeah. With their seasonal, that's, that'll be the con hopefully they learn from number eight because the seasonal content Se- looks like it's another season of arrivals. is not bad though.
0: Our current season is, isn't that bad. It could have been better. I mean, there's still some things that I have gripes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mainly that I grinded out within the first 24 hours. And I literally, I had my complete umbrella in-, in caster completely upgraded in like less than 24 hours. <laughs>
1: wow yikes
0: yeah i was way too excited for season of arrivals and then it came but i just i couldn't help myself hmm. um i would say pro for me
2: is fleshing out of like post fall lore so like yes. or pre yes. pre-fall lore my bad mm-hmm. pre-fall a lore golden age bro golden age <laughs> golden age yeah like what actually happened? Like, who is Clovis Bray? How is he, like, why is he such a big bitch? Sorry, hold on. Uh, why is he <laughs> such a bad guy? Like, <laughs> um, like, explaining how um, explaining how humanity was able to Make such like m- revolutionary technology without having like the the know how like mm-hmm. they just like the traveler just what like gave them dreams of stuff and then the darkness gave them dreams of stuff,
0: who knows I well, don't know, I mean that's that's what's exciting that we've kind of seen so far with the collector's edition if you've like you've been following that yeah. is that a lot of the visions that Clovis Bray created throughout the Golden Age was the darkness, influencing him. Yeah. So uh, what I want
2: to know is, where is the Traveler? Like, what is the Traveler doing?
0: Is he just being the Traveler like usual? <laughs> well, I mean that the Traveler hadn't shown up yet because the there wasn't really... Because oh. the Traveler we'll showed up after the collapse.
2: Right, right. Right, but we knew about the
0: Traveler a long time from, ago, from the Fallen, right?
2: No, we went to the we went to Mars. Oh, yeah, and the, the, opening, on, the opening the
0: opening cutscene of Destiny One. The opening cutscene of Destiny One. And, and we knew and about the, the traveler. Uh, the lore the is traveler, one, of those, one of those astronauts. Is Clovis Bray? Oh, I didn't know that.
2: But the one thing I do know is that the traveler is what sparked the Golden Age. Like mm-hmm. there is, like the traveler. Interacting somehow with humans ended up sparking the golden age yeah and it wasn't it wasn't just realizing it wasn't a, just humans realizing that there is alien life that wasn't it. it was literally some something happened in order to make the uh, make humanity fall into a golden age, which mm-hmm. we don't know what happened. Like we don't know anything about before the goal or before the fall.
0: Yeah. So the, um, the current lore is that um, Clovis, Elise and Anna are the three astronauts that found the travel.
2: Oh, interesting. That's interesting.
0: Dang. Hmm. And it's, it's going to be then, interesting to kind of see because Clovis was obviously influenced by the light and the dark. And then Anna became right. a guardian and Elise is an agent of the darkness because she turned into the Exo Stranger. Because Elise Elise was born of the darkness, and that's why she has that weird little floaty, like, alive ghost, which is what we're going to find out more about, is that she was born of the darkness, Anna was born of the light, and Clovis was Mm -hmm. influenced by both. Interesting. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, Anna is also a non-biological daughter of Clovis. So
1: True that. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um I would say a con for me is kind of just a lot of the I guess a lot of the retcon okay. that they're going through. <laughs> like Rad. Or Rad, yep. Like there's that and then I I mean there there's plenty of other stuff that they just haven't explained or it's just left open. Like callous. What's happening with Callus? What's happening with all of the other Fallen? Like, mm, that could get explained, but it doesn't have to because it's not really all about Fallen in this DLC. Like, it was Mm. in... Actually, we haven't had an actual Fallen DLC in a long time. So, there you go. Um, I don't remember. Was Aramis the one in
0: the... uh, she was trying to take Outbreak. No, that wasn't Aramis. Yeah, it was. That was not Aramis. Aramis no, was, was trying to take Outbreak. No. That there, was it's not a different not
1: Fallen that ends up helping us. Remember? Gets us yep. in. Different person. But no, no, no. That, but Aramis is the ma, ma, swear trying to take it.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. We okay, okay.
1: stop it. He helps us stop her
0: and he's, yeah, he's a... also the one um you know how that like, was before the dlc drops they released lore pages on yeah. bungie.net mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. same guy uh i can't i need to know his name but he's the one that's been warning us about aramis on europa so he's also one of the people that's been leading us to europa and warning us and giving us surveillance updates of what she's been doing there and yeah. because aramis sent out a call to all the fallen houses and saying hey yo i've got the darkness Screw your fallen houses and come follow me. Because the new house mm-hmm. is the house of darkness and the the house of salvation is what it's called.
2: Yeah. That wasn't actually what I was gonna talk about. Um what I was gonna talk
0: about is like um Oh you were you were at retcons with Z Viewer Arath.
2: Yeah, and Aram was Aramis the one in the uh the Oh gosh it's not the raid. It's the three. The dungeon was Aramis the one in the dungeon. No, not in prophecy. Who, who was the fallen in prophecy?
0: It's uh, it's Aramis. Oh, that's wait, literally that's- what I just. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the other dude? <laughs> yeah, it's it's Aramis. who is that? Okay, so it is Aramis. Yeah, it's a, it's a shadow of Aramis. Oh, uh, okay,
2: okay, okay. Yeah, I I haven't done prophecy, so I wouldn't know. At least I'm, I'm
0: pretty sure that it is. Davin's looking it up. You should also look I at. The, look you up. should also look up the name of that fallen dude that helps us out. It's Mythrax. That's what it is. Mythrax, My yes, boy, Mythrax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It literally Mythrax, just Echo. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Mythrax oh, yeah, is it a does real do Echo, doesn't
2: it? Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, I would just say cons are just all of the all of the retcons and like takebacks and stuff like that they're doing, and like no explanations for anything. Like, I mean i I understand that they need an entire season to actually answer a lot of these big questions, like what's going on with Callus, what's going on with uh. The Nine. What's going on with all these other things? I hope we get an explanation for some of the stuff for the Nine Mm -hmm. in this, because they're heavily involved, somehow. I guess. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Prophecy was about the Nine. Uh, All of, like... um, Reckoning. The Reckoning was all about Nine, and then the fact that the Drifter is gonna be on... On Europa, it's like okay, the Drifter, he w- he is an agent of the Nine. Like, <laughs> what? and
0: then what's yeah. what's he dope is there's there's a second in that trailer where we mm-hmm. see some very important things. Is the Stranger, the Drifter, and Aramis yep. are all using Darkness powers to fight the Fallen on Europa.
1: Ah, uh, that's it, interesting. the snippet of that. The was snippet sick, is but, Drifter. Yeah
0: is was Aramis was Aris uh, was dodging she was dodging with the darkness abilities the Exo mm-hmm. stranger was teleporting like she's done in the DLCs in the past and then the drifter mm-hmm. was throwing one of the stasis grenades in that tr- in that snippet that's cool also it would be kind of interesting if
2: stasis was actually a 9 power that would be kind of interesting um anyways <laughs> it it could be possible because one of the subclasses that would be that would be really interesting and i think that would be a really cool way to tie in the nine into how we interact mm. with them just in general yes um also um that ship at the beginning of the vidoc that wasn't it's a, the, it's the drifter's it's
0: derelict ship. it's the drifter ship
2: no no, no. The one that goes into the ice.
0: Oh the no, that that's moving. It's, it's like a shard of the pyramid ship.
2: I don't think
0: it is. what
1: is I it? don't
2: think
0: it's. I,
1: I don't think it's part it's of ever. the
2: darkness. It kind of it, looks like it, it could looks be. super
1: similar to when they're doing the. Aramis is like getting the powers for her little peons, the little dummies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it right. like turns all like orange and like, and then the shard comes out. Uh huh. My sound effect oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no.
2: Now that I look at it, it is again, as Davin it, gets a career in sound design.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's I, it's. I guess it
2: would be a night or not a night a darkness ship. Yeah. I guess it would be,
1: but what's in it? Who knows?
2: <gasps> it's just one, one of those tall veiled sightings.
1: <laughs> is <laughs> what, oh, what what's his name? Luke Smith. Mm-hmm. That's his name, correct? Yep. I almost—I don't know what name I was thinking of. Um, Luke Smith saying, "The Drifter or er, the Stranger has time to explain what she didn't have time to explain." That's a lot of it.
0: That's that's my pro gotta that I'm get really excited it. for. That's yeah. that's that's the number one thing on my list is who in the heck is she talking to in Destiny One when she's talking to somebody from the future because she can travel through time. Um, mm-hmm. is why did she tell us i don't have time why i don't have time to explain over she's she, talking to us she's talking to us from the future is that that's the number one thing i'm excited for is now it's time to reveal who she is and what she was doing
1: mm-hmm. yes yeah
0: and that's that's my big pro but my my big con that i have that i'm kind of worried about for this season is i i i'm worried about the longevity of it because with Forsaken they still had Activision's resources to be able to create as long of a campaign and as a long of content that we had for the Dreaming City because after we finished that campaign we had about like 9 to 12 weeks Of the recycled weeks from finding out what happens with Savathun's influence on the Dreaming City. And we had 12 more weeks of content where we went back each week to find out these lore tabs and talk with Mara. Is I'm worried about the longevity of making sure that Beyond Light can have that same lifespan and keep us hooked each week. To Keep us moving forward is that we still need we need to have lore stuff. We need to have changes to Europa and we need to have stuff from the seasonal content that will keep us engaged story wise. That's not in a lore tab. I go read it's an activity that keeps me pulled back each week to want to complete it. That's part of the campaign and not a seasonal content part like we had with yeah. the the weekly three-week cycle in the Dreaming City, is that each week I wanted to go find out what Petra wanted from me so that I could talk to the Queen and see how we're going to solve this problem. But looks out, we never did because we can't. That, that was one of the things that we lost um, throughout Destiny 2 is that we lost the battle of the Dreaming City, that we, we can never win there and that'll never happen, is that I want something that we can get engaged with that Europa will keep us coming back to each week even beyond this season of the hunt is that's kind of like my big thing that i i want them to kind of have a focus on and kind of be important throughout um the lifespan of beyond light
1: yeah yeah
0: i i want it to be long because like shadow keep as as important that that campaign was to finally seeing the triangle ships on the moon as close as it was to earth is that cam that campaign was short and then we jumped into Vex Offensive and that was literally nothing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it stopped very short. I I almost hope it's like the with season of this season, season of the arrivals, how they have that weekly mission. You're going into it. Hopefully it's more fleshed out than that because it's super repetitive. But you're really? getting have, that lore. Have you bit. done the last one yet? Yes, I did. Um, But you go in, Right. You do the mission, you get the weekly lore, and it's bringing you back weekly and it's continuing the story. But hopefully it's oh. Can one of you remove him? Oh, I
2: can
0: just leave. You can Yeah, we're just recording a podcast. Yeah, sorry, man. No,
1: you're good. Mm. Um Fudge, what was I saying? Uh I couldn't oh. kick him. Uh but like being being brought back weekly for that, like the uh Forsaken coming back seeing the weekly thing that Mara's doing in her throne world, right? Hopefully they have a Beyond Light version of that as well as a um, Season of the Hunt version Mm -hmm. where you're constantly coming back and you're getting more stories, stories being added and at least a little bit more diversity, but I think it'd be cool if they had two going at once. You have the whole, and they obviously tie in, make it smooth, but to have multiple different areas to get your lore intake your story progression i just i just don't want a repeat of shadow keeps launch like
0: i want something solid on day one that lasts me through a couple weeks until that seasonal content starts which is kind of why i'm I'm glad that they're having a week gap before europa launches until the seasonal content starts that that is separated you know but i i feel Mm -hmm. like that might not be enough time that um I just I just want there to feel like there's a longevity to the DLC and not have it be like, okay, we just had this vision with the pyramid ships and now we go to the garden and now we're done at the garden. Okay, now the Vex are on the moon. And so that just felt so short and rushed that there really was only like four missions in the Shadow Keep campaign. Because we had to go collect every single armor piece, and those weren't really missions. We just had to go get the moon gear. But like actual story missions, there was four, and that just—I don't feel like that—that that was enough and the right way to do it. But I just—that's my yeah. main concern about Beyond Light is that we're we're able to flesh that out a little bit more, like you said, have that diversity, um, and kind of keep me keep my attention for weeks to come, as like the Destiny two DLCs are trying to do. With the switch to free to play and having the new light experience,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and of course it drains my wallet each week because I have to keep buying silver. So, you know,
2: <laughs> no, 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 that's a personal choice. <laughs> whoa,
0: whoa, whoa! It oh. is a, it is a need. I need cowbell <laughs> more. Cowbell.
1: <laughs> Best emote for me now is the meditation emote. With the candles. I didn't know that was in the store. But <laughs> I do. Not. I don't my, my new favorite is I, I bought for
0: my warlock is the the lamp light where he just goes
1: just like swinging the <laughs> lamp
0: around, like standing around in the tower. Uh mm, I'm yes. just I'm just excited for beyond light. Um and so just just to kind of close it out, um, thank you guys for kind of being with me to do a first podcast recording and have a yeah, this nice was really fun nice general conversation is um, doing more video game news and reporting is kind of what I'm interested in and learning how to create a sustainable content stream with that is what I've always been interested in as well as potentially like getting better at editing, like either like a podcast or something in that sort of frame that you guys are here with me with that. And I'm just, uh, happy for that. And we'll kind of close that out. Any, any last remarks from you guys before I end the recording? Um, hold on. Got
1: guy's notepad. <laughs> Shark pog Shark Pog. <laughs> Actually,
2: I put Aldrin Pog and uh, uh yes. Warlock Pog. Warlock Pog. Specifically the you know, the new exotic. That was it. When I saw that exotic, <laughs> I said Warlock Pog. <laughs>
0: Well, I I thank you for anybody that would be watching on digital platforms, whether that be edited on YouTube or posting this to Apple or Spotify podcasts is that's kind of where where we'll be building that out from. And so you'll you'll be hearing from us relatively soon discussing other video game topics as they come out throughout the week. And Andre's frozen again. That's pretty funny. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And just kind of as, as we move forward, if you're going to want to keep up with our content, there will be, we'll cover a lot of video game news and content as it drops through podcast format or through other forms of media. So thank you for watching and have a fantastic day. Am I back?